everyone and welcome back to Not Just Bop, the podcast from Winchester Student Union. You're here with your three sabbatical officers. I'm Megan and I'm president. I'm Vic, your vice president, education and welfare. And I'm Ellen, VP Activities. We hope you're looking forward to this next podcast. We're here today with a welfare special, but we'll come on to more about that in a moment. So, girls, what have you been up to since last week's podcast? I can't believe we're on number four. I know, honestly. Number four. How quick's that gone? So quick. It's crazy. It's, like, crazy that we're on the fourth one already, but it's also so lovely to see so many people from Winchester and from around the sector as well, like, really enjoying it, so... Yeah, shout out to everyone that's told us they like it. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, thank you. Listen to it every, every Monday lunchtime. We yeah. love. We love. <laughs> um, what have we been up to, though? Uh, I guess, like, personally or professionally, um, we haven't done much. We've just sort of been plodding along, really, haven't we? Mm, um, yeah, everything's kind of in that planning stage now, pre-September, isn't it? Yeah, I think today it's just hit me how close we are to September. Our GM was like, um, Ellen, your committee training is in three weeks. And I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's a bit scary. But we had our new, um, we released all our new SAB pictures. Yeah, on social media. Our social Very media look a little bit um, funky and fresh. Yeah, they do. I, I've been loving all the questions you've been getting about your uh, why you've only got one shoe on in all the pictures. Ellen. I know I have had a couple of messages. I I don't know why I assumed it would just be obvious, but I guess it's not, is it? <laughs> so no, it's not. we were taking pictures on on the plaza and around campus, um, and I got a bit excited as per usual, and I just stacked it down the concrete steps of death, you know. Um, <laughs> And I just completely rolled my ankle, let a few swear words rip. And um, I'm sure if you like play sport, you've ever like rolled your ankle before, you know, it's not fun. Um, but yeah, I just had to be dramatic for a bit. And then for the rest of the photo shoot, I had to have an ice pack strapped to my foot. So I you have were my... a trooper and carried on though, like very I mean, fair I... play. Like, honestly, it was quite traumatizing. The sick bucket came out. <laughs> <laughs> such a drama queen um, but you just got home haven't you you got to let the drama out first and but then, yeah then you'll be all right after that In and truth, i'm sorry the weather was too good to miss out on oh, the yeah. photo opportunity i mean it was golden hour you know the sun was setting we, we hadn't got the shot yet so you know we were on power, a time we had scale. power through but in true su fashion our um lovely photographer doubled up as our first aider so <laughs> yeah Classic Winchester Student Union there, really. (laughs) We're all good. Um, But yeah, new pictures. It's been nice to see them all, isn't it? And like, um, you know, going into the new year, have some new pictures and kind of new ways for students recognising us. and tiny bit of normality. Besides that, I mean, last week we talked about A-levels in the podcast. Obviously, there's been a slightly dramatic U-turn on that. Mm. (laughs) So, um, I mean props to the people in the student movement who worked so hard to get that mm. and I mean I know um our colleagues at NUS have been working their socks off to, to mm. get that sorted haven't they so. it just shows the power of student voice and unions and you know like you can change the world preach get that on the t-shirt SUs do make change yeah, yeah. they, do. they and do also it means that there's going to be a whole new load of students that might be listening to this coming to Winchester who didn't think they were a couple of days ago so hello yeah, yeah, congratulations. We can't wait to meet you. <laughs> and just as well, I've got to do a little shout out. Our Uni of Winchester colleagues working clearing, by all accounts, they opened the phone lines again 
uh, after hours when they were all expecting to go home after a really long day. And yeah, I, I can't imagine how stressful it must must have been. And, you know, so a little yeah. shout out to them. We love <laughs> that from them. them. Yeah. Incredible. So as I said earlier on, we are doing a welfare special today. So we've mentioned, I think, in a couple of past podcasts that everything we do in the SU is split up into zones and we're focusing on our welfare zone today. And as part of that, we've got our lovely student advisor, Rianne, with us. Hello. Hi, everyone. I'm Rianne. <laughs> do you want to introduce yourself, Re? So kind of let us know who you are, what your job is. Fun um, fact. Your background. Fun fact. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, uh, I'm Rianne. I'm the um, student union advisor and I run the um, advice centre um, day to day. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's great to be uh, working for the SU. Um, I was a Winchester student myself. I studied social work. Um, oh, so <laughs> I know I might be biased, but tough course. So yeah, we're here for you, <laughs> social work students. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's really great to be on board, and yeah, loving life. <laughs> So, uh, Vic and Ree, you're the kind of two staff members that lead on the welfare zone. Um, do you want to kind of just chat about the Advice Centre for a bit? Kind of let students know what it's about, the history of it, background, that kind of thing? Yeah, of course. Um, I'll give a quick, tiny overview and then I'll let the professional Ree um, go into it because she definitely knows more about it than me. But um, yeah, our Advice Centre is completely independent um, and gives confidential advice. So as you all know from our previous podcasts at the SU, we are separate to the university. So that means that we can give independent and confidential advice on um, the areas that we cover. And it's such a great addition. It's quite a new addition to the SU, but um, a really positive and great one for students uh, that we have that but yeah I'll let Ree explain a bit more about the background and how it got started and then we'll move on. Yeah so um, we've been up and running properly for just over a year now I think it is um, and just to kind of give a little bit of background so um, previously the Vice President Education so um, before its role also included welfare um, they would have provided advice on an informal basis and and this would have kind of mainly focused on like academic appeals, academic mis misconduct and um, so that's like your um, poor academic practice and plagiarism um, and then complaints as well. Um, and the previous SABs did an absolutely like sterling job um, of this. Um, obviously, you guys are already super busy. Um, and the majority of like other SUs have an established advice service. Um, so I was brought in to try and lighten the load a little bit um, and to know the procedures in and out, inside and out. Um, and to hopefully achieve um, even more positive outcomes for students. Um, and this also means that we can kind of offer slightly more as well now. So um, yeah, any current Winchester student can access the service. It's completely free and we operate independently from the university. It's so exciting hearing you talk about it like that. I, they're like the difference it's made to students at Winchester and like us as SABs as well. I think it's just it's awesome yeah honestly I don't think I could have I've fair place to the predecessors of us because they obviously dealt with it themselves their sabbatical officers um I've helped out here and there but 
I don't know how they've done it. And obviously bringing welfare up to a sabbatical role, it's so important that we have the space that, and the space and time and resources that students do need. So it's been an absolute pleasure bringing you on board, Ray. It has, it mm. has. So we've got some questions about the Advice Centre. So um, firstly, Ree, how would you go about booking an appointment to kind of see you in the Advice Centre? Yeah, great question. So um, to get in touch, we um, ask that students complete our short advice inquiry form. Um, so that's on our website. So um, www.winchesterstudents.co.uk forward slash advice. Um, and this means that um, students can like read our user service agreement as well. Um, and we've been operating um, a remote service um, since March, um, offering online video appointments um, via Microsoft Teams and support via email. Um, and we'll be able to continue to offer that service as well um, throughout the year. Um, but from September, it's also likely that we'll be able to offer some um, face-to-face appointments on an individual basis um, with social distancing and all that. Um, so you can find us on level three of the King Alfred Centre, so across from the food hall. Cool. That's good to hear that we're going to be able to do some face-to-face ones in September too. I mean, I know I know the what you've been providing online is so fab, but I bet it'll be nice to kind of get back face-to-face with students again. Okay, next question. Every time I walk past your office, Ray, I see your little um, feedback box. And I always ask you about your feedback because I think Ray's fab. Um, but can you tell us sort of, obviously not specifics, um, but can you tell us, you know, about some of the feedback you've had or about how you've helped people? Um, I think that would be really yeah. interesting. That's good. Yeah. So um, obviously, like last year was our first year. Um, and I think we I believe we supported um, a, like over 300 student cases. Wow. Um, so that would I know it's, it's great. So that would like also include like um, group complaints, um, which could be a couple of students or it could be a whole cohort. Um, and quite often Vic and I would um, kind of both work together on that um, if there was a group of students who were unhappy about something. Um, and we don't always kind of get to hear the outcomes, but sometimes students will get in touch to say that their appeal was successful or um, they finally managed to get the repairs in their house sorted or something like that. Um, and even just the other day, um, a student emailed to say that they were feeling so much better after using the advice centre um, when they had been feeling really awful. Um, and that to me is what it's all about. And um, you feel that then you've actually made a difference. So um, obviously it's not um, me who makes the decisions um, quite often if it relates to like a procedure. Um, but so there are times where I might think that um, a student deserved a different outcome. Um, but I hope that I've still been able to offer a listening ear and that um, they've not felt kind of so alone in fighting their corner, really. So, yeah. I think that's so important, though, because even though sometimes we don't get the outcome that we want and things like that, it's all about the journey of it. So students, if they're going through appeals and things like that, it's so important that students have that support there. And I think that's what it's all about as well, because before the advice centre, there wasn't necessarily that one person that could help them through that process at all times because that's a dedicated job for you um yeah. so it's just amazing I think it's that's really important that's half as important as the outcome anyway yeah even if it's like accompanying a student to like a panel or a meeting and it's just like knowing that there's someone um there with you mm-hmm. 
Cool. So the next question we've got is, can you help me with things that aren't to do with my well-being? Yeah. Okay. So um, we specialize in kind of supporting students with um, academic issues. Um, So that covers, um, just to kind of go over it again, appeals, um, academic misconduct, complaints, supported study, ECs and fitness to practice professional course that might be relevant Um, and then we also advise on well-being money and housing Um, so housing is kind of mainly issues to do with like private renting Um, so it is just me so sometimes um, I might signpost to another team or department within the university um, who has more specialist knowledge Um, so for example um, perhaps a query to do with like funding or student finance I might signpost to the students money team um but yeah really happy to um for students to kind of reach out to us and we'll see what we can do to help um and I'm not a counsellor myself um but um I'm you know able to offer a listening ear and um hopefully give students some tools to um kind of help them um on their journey really that's so cool and I think I think it's so good to talk about the fact that it's not just kind of a it's not just a one avenue thing we do Mm. it's lots of different things it's not just well-being or it's not just academic advice or it's not just housing advice Mm. it's a real kind of bunch of everything that we do Mm. it's so great though because they are the four you know corners of your university experience that you are most likely to need advice with and as a student I never knew that I could get advice about a private landlord or you know the things that re gives advice to students about so I think it's great yeah me too a really good resource to have Mm. okay so the next question we've got is what student opportunities are there in the welfare zone I think this is kind of a this is kind of a lots of different opportunities available so Vic I mean do you want to chat first about this yeah so um Obviously, everything that we do in the SU, we want students to get involved with, and that also includes the welfare zone too. Um, so there are different opportunities, and I'm sure then later we've got student listeners um, and things like that. But we also have um, a scheme actually created by the activities zone, which is about well-being reps. So I'm actually going to pass this on to Ellen because it's one of her lovely creations. <laughs> too kind um yeah yeah so last year I sort of made it my mission to um introduce a well-being focus to the activity zone just because so many students engage with activities and sports teams and you know our societies and networks and we didn't really touch on well-being which obviously you know it's so important now to make sure everyone's always feeling supported no matter what they're doing especially in their extracurricular um, activities so um, I spoke to some other SABs from other student unions about how they support their you know their athletes their society members and well-being reps came up um, so we have introduced well-being reps we put it in the activities bylaw last summer that we would um, re- recommend that every activity group has an elected well-being rep alongside their captain chair social sec um, etc and they will be a designated person on the committee to listen and signpost um, to people that have well-being concerns. Um, nothing more than that, just to listen and signpost. Um, and they are trained by Rianne, our student advisor, in the Student Minds Look After Your Mate training. 
Um, and I believe last year we had about 40 elected and trained wellbeing reps. And this year, after the most recent elections, I think we have almost 60, which that's is, amazing. you know, and that's building on the people from last year that are already trained. So we haven't trained anyone yet for this year, but I'll let Ree talk to you a little bit more about the training process um, because that's another thing that Rianne does. I think it's the student minds look after your mate training, um, but correct me if I'm wrong, Ree. Yeah, so um, it kind of came from um, some research that Student Minds did um, that shows that um, friends play kind of such an important role, really, in, um, uh, I suppose, kind of providing a bit of well-being support um, and that kind of listening ear that we've talked about. Um, because if we think about kind of the people that we quite often first reach out to when we're maybe having a difficult time, um, quite often it's the people um, that are kind of around us um, and our friends that we're um, that we're with. Um, so yeah, it just kind of offers um, our well-being reps um, the uh, skills that they might need and helps um, to grow their confidence. Um, a lot of the skills and things would already be kind of um, stuff that we'd just be doing um, without really thinking about. Um, but um, yeah, it just provides that additional bit of um, support and information um, and students know where to signpost and where and um, yeah, students can access that further support if needed. It's really mm -hmm. great. All our wellbeing reps, they receive a certificate to say that they've been trained in this scheme as well. So it's really good for their personal and professional development. Um, so if you are interested in being a wellbeing rep, um, I don't think we can have too many. We suggest one per activity group. But if you have a bigger activity group or if you're not involved in an activity group, we can maybe discuss the possibility of look after your mate training for um just all students and um, the welfare zone for me like it holds such a special place because it can be it's not just a standalone zone like it does transform into other zones and especially where welfare has become a sabbatical role um there's so much more that we can do and it's developing year by year so I think it's only going to continue to get bigger and better and help students out more mm. so I just think it's amazing what um it can like go into and how it can do that mm. preach <laughs> okay so the final question uh Vic probably one for you I think will recharge mm -hmm. days still be going ahead this next year yes they will be that's the short-term answer <laughs> um obviously as we always say in everything that we do dependent on government guidelines social distancing etc etc um we do need to take them sorts of um guidelines into consideration when we're putting on events but we i think it's even more needed this year um the focus on well-being um so yeah definitely we will be putting stuff in place i'm not quite sure how it will look this year but um just trust us when we're saying that we're working on it mm -hmm. and um we want to give the best service possible for you in the recharge day sector. So um, keep an eye out for the advertisements and things like that on our socials when it's coming around. I think recharge days last year were just my absolute favourite. Like when I think I love when I think back to our first sab year, like standing in the cold, giving out free breakfast and tea and coffee and just seeing students smile at 9am on a Monday morning or whenever it was we were, we were there. Just and it's a 
ridiculous how many students don't have breakfast on a morning I know. and they like walk up and they're like oh my god this is the first thing I've had today and it's like halfway through their lecture when yeah. they're on a break and it's like no it just really mm-hmm. like <laughs> sticks out in my brain like we were so cold and tired but it was just everyone was just so smiley and happy about it <laughs> Oh, the one thing that sticks out for me is me and Ellen <sighs> making hot chocolates at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> oh, for the movie night. In the stripe for the movie. Oh, yeah. Or when we okay. drove to Booker's the day before and we were choosing all the cereal bars. That was fun. <laughs> it's a great process that we yeah, go through. We love it. It's the kind of back end of Sab life that you don't know about. The Maybe, yeah. I feel like that should be an episode. Thing- we should definitely do like a vlog on it yeah like stage on sab life yeah the things you don't see that's such a good <gasps> idea yeah that would be we should do that. note that one yeah so as part of the welfare zone another kind of big thing that we do in the welfare zone and in all the other zones as well is campaigns i'm sure you've seen the seu out campaigning um or if you're a new student be rest assured that that's that's something that we do yeah a little um myth buster just for campaigns quickly um a campaign doesn't just have to be you know something with a with a video or something that you can click on and watch can we campaign from the second we get elected to the second we leave we're campaigning so like we just spoke about well-being reps that was a campaign you know the no detriment policy that was a campaign the um housing during covid that was a campaign just because there's not you know like a this girl can style video um doesn't mean it's not a campaign like they're just different types of campaign so campaigning is basically us campaigning for change or us campaigning for impact so just bear that in mind when we talk about campaigns I, I mean I feel like SU Mythbusters come in all shapes and yeah, sizes yeah I mean they're all completely different so I know like I'm even guilty of this before I was a sab if someone asked me to um list the campaigns that the SU ran top of that list would be this girl can and then I think I'd struggle um but yeah let's talk about campaigns let's talk about campaigns <laughs> so welfare zone campaigns I mean I think, Vic, you know, you touched on this a minute ago. The welfare zone isn't a standalone zone. It kind of impacts and kind of influences every single zone. So, I mean, Ellen, you've been working on some kind of campaigns in the last year, haven't you, that are in the activity zone, but linked to the welfare zone? Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's definitely a group effort and group ideas and everything we do is, um, we've been such a good team this year. Um, but I think, should we like list a couple of ones that we've done? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, the first one that comes to my mind, I mean, I know you just said it's not all about videos, but we can't not talk about Boys Do Cry. Oh, my goodness. Should we just reminisce on Boys Do Cry for a bit, everyone? Yeah. How did you... So like, impactful. How did you like come to think about doing that? Uh, <laughs> well, it has been done before at Winchester. Um, so credit where credit's due to the previous sub team um a couple years before us I think Mm, Um, but I remember me Vic I think and our marketing and events manager were outside it was so cold and dark it was outside Bob it was pouring down with rain it was like midnight we had been at work since eight o'clock in the morning whatever it was and I remember just being like what even is the point of my job like what am I doing or why am I stood outside in the pouring rain why is everyone shouting at me? Um, and then I said to our marketing guy, I said, like, what's, what have people really, like, 
gained from their student union like since you've been here since before us like what has been really impactful and he was like a few years ago like we did boys do cry and that was like such a turning point um I think you should bring it back so I said to Vic and I said to Meg like okay next week should we get a videographer in should we get all the boys in our office we were all really keen um we don't have much money to spend on campaigns so it really did have to be a we have a videographer for five hours and he has to edit it in two. It was a one day job. We set up in the office um, and then it kind of just blew up, didn't it? Mm. I think it was just so yeah. raw and what needed to happen. Um, but we were so worried that no one was going to turn up, weren't we? Yeah, we were so worried that um, the boys weren't going to want to be publicised like that because obviously it's a taboo subject. That's why we were doing a campaign on it. Um, but it was absolutely incredible to see the amounts of boys wanting to talk about their feelings and their different experiences. They were queuing up outside our offices. We were like, boys, you can't necessarily stand here. It's a safety hazard. You need to like go sit downstairs. Mm-hmm. And it was calling them up one by one to come speak about um, their different experiences. Yeah. It was absolutely incredible to see the amount of boys yeah, willing no one to did do it that. They wanted, like, wanted because they were, sorry. <laughs> no one did it because they were being told they had to do it. They were doing it because they wanted it, wanted to do it. And I think when the video came out, they were all on social media. They were all so proud of it. And they all got so much love and like, well done. Because, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen a group of 18 to 23 year olds tell, you know, people the last time they cried. I mean, yeah. It was powerful. Really Mm. powerful. So powerful. So proud of them all. Um, NUS picked it up. I was going to say that, yeah. I mean, I think think that shows how powerful and how impactful it was. When I got a phone call from the old NUS Vice President Union Development, Erica, Mm. and she said, Megan, I've just, I've seen this on Facebook. I want you, I, I want you guys to write an article and I want to publish it in my monthly newsletter and I want everyone to know about it and I mean you know the national union of students picked it up because it was that powerful and impactful mm. and and I had so many private messages like about the boys in the video it people was... be like oh my goodness like these boys Ellen and I'm like I know like I know yeah we're so proud of them another campaign that kind of sticks out to me that I remember was the time to talk day campaign that we put together Oh, yeah. Gosh, that feels like a lifetime ago now. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) That was back in February, wasn't it? Gosh, that was pre-COVID. That was something else we wanted the wellbeing reps in Mm -hmm. on. Um, And it was just, it's just a campaign um, which basically encourages everyone to sit down and just ask each other how they are, make a conversation, open up the conversation about mental health, Mm. um, which Vic did in semester one, like two or three times, didn't you? We had like uni mental health day. We had... Yeah, there's so many. There's University Mental Health Day. There's our Winchester mm. Mental Health Day. There's World Mental Health Day. Um, there's a lot. So we do try to sort of ask that question, like to mm. talk about your feelings, to know that it's not just that day that you need mm. to do it. It's mm. all the time, and we're always here for you when you want to. There are so many low cost things that Vic's been doing as well. Vic, I mean, Vic wouldn't, you know, doesn't want to toot her own horn, but I'll toot it for her. <laughs> like <laughs> your little pick me up postcards, Vic, and your wall of. Oh, they what, are so. Tell, like, you know, you had your pick me up postcards, and you had your wall of, I think, writing notes to each other when you're like when you're on a bad day, and there's just so many little things we can do. Obviously, it's not gonna, you know, 
we're not counsellors, like Ree said, but we do what we can. And I think our students really do appreciate it. So well done, Vic and Ree, because, yeah, you guys are awesome. For the first year of having a welfare zone, you absolutely <laughs> smashed it. So I think another campaign that we can't not talk about is the free period products, battling period poverty campaign that Vic I mean you came into office and decided that you wanted to address that and my god have you done it well so yeah she has no it was definitely a team effort we all definitely made such a great impact on that yeah but Vic story story time I feel like credit where credit is due you I'm not going to say stormed into to office because you didn't, but you came into office and before like we were even, you know, like besties, you, <laughs> I just remember when we all shared an office, you sat down with our general manager and you were like, I want to order 10 million pads and tampons. <laughs> that's, that's not what you said. And you sat down and you were like, okay, this is the website. You contacted so many student unions. You ca- contacted so many hospitals and sexual health clinics and charities and you were like I need period products and I need them for September and then within the next couple of weeks these all these boxes arrived like full of all these period products and like your first campaign was in the bag before the students had even you know come to (laughs) campus um 100% so yeah feel free to tell everyone what you know the campaign's about but that is how it started everyone yeah agreed agreed Vic stop not claiming credit because it was 100% you and you hit the ground running with it and I think our students are just like so lucky to have a VP Ed and Welfare who like like Ellen said came in and just stormed in and decided that that's what they were going to do and they were going to make it happen so yeah you should be you should be super proud of yourself I'm literally so red right now. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it was just such an important thing. Obviously, it's been in the news a lot, like um, period products were taxed and things like that. And it was all about the abolishment of tax, which we've actually done in our shop as well. So we actually wanted to put period products in every single toilet on campus. But with most things in the SU, we have to Mm -hmm. do ourselves. We don't have we can't just employ people to come put period products in toilets every single day um so obviously that would have come from me Rianne or the or Ellen or Megan and we physically can't have the time to do that so we had to think of a different provision to be able to allow students to get these products when they need them because I mean if you're a girl listening out there um you you just don't know when it's going to happen sometimes it can be I'm talking about periods here (laughs) It can just surprise you. I'm just going to be full out, right? Um, And sometimes you need that service and you need it there and then. And that's what we wanted to provide. So we've actually put a freebie bin outside the student union offices. So you can, if you need it, if you're in need of it, um, Mm -hmm. um, you can just go pick a tampon, a pad up. If you don't have, if you like, if it's not there and the student union offices are open every single person Mm -hmm. in the student union will have access to them as well and I know um I know Vic said like you you know you don't know when you're caught by surprise and stuff so it's sort of there for that as well but I just know for a fact that some people are so far into that overdraft their student Mm -hmm. loan won't hit they don't Mm -hmm. have a job and it's like you come on your period it's expensive to stock up like and that it's there for that as well you know um just when you need it so lots of completely so 
we've put that provision in place um so if you need it and to be fair we didn't that so that's been going on all year but we didn't actually shout about it until I think January Mm. or something like that we we didn't we put it on our social medias then and things like that and to be fair for a social media channel for a post it's quite hard Mm. to get engagement but I remember looking I was like all these likes and all these comments and people are saying how much of a great service it is and that they didn't know Mm. it was there so um I think it's definitely something that we want to shout about Mm. more this year because we want that provision to keep for our students and we've also added to that as well so along that we've pregnancy tests um personal safety alarms um things like that so that's all provided free by your student union for when and if you need question vic um just i imagine we're going to get a question um this year with covid and you know um everything are you still going to be providing the products and how so with that said ellen yeah in basically simple situation we will be providing the products so for them students that can come onto campus there will be the freebie bin there if you can come on and you can come collect the products when and if you need them for those students that cannot come onto campus um we will actually be doing a sort of delivery service so um you can go onto our website this is um we haven't set it up yet so just bear that in mind but it's um will be available in the next few weeks but um you can go onto our website and go onto an online form and there will be um multiple things to pick from for what you need so you can pick pads tampons condoms things like that and then um that will come directly to the student union and then we can package these up and then deliver them to that said address. Um, it will all be discreetly packaged, things like that. But we just want to make sure that those students that can't come onto campus are still being able to get the service because we want to provide it for all students. But it will be in the Winchester area. But just bear with us and keep a lookout for any advertisements on that because, um, yeah, it's a new system that we're trialling. So I hope I hope it goes well. But that's so exciting. That's such a cool like way of making it so accessible as well for students who might not be able to make it onto campus for whatever reason. Um, Yeah, I think that's such a good idea to make it accessible. Um, So as I think I mentioned before, we don't just offer at the SU free period products. We also offer condoms, personal safety alarms, pregnancy tests, lube, um, things like that. And that was such a big focus that I tried um, my hardest this year to put in place because I think as well as period products that so sexual health is such a big um, topic that I wanted to cover too so I actually wanted to do a week um, called let's talk about sex and talk about all the taboo things in sex um, so actually one of the things we did was <laughs> we stood outside both giving out <laughs> free condoms free lube and um, educating people on the importance of being safe while having sex because we're at university, we can all talk about it, it happens and um, Mm. as long as it's safe and consensual I think that's such an important thing Um, Mm. there should be no taboo about it as long as as it is safe and consensual and responsible Mm -hmm. Um, so we did a a consent campaign at BOP2 so there were posters up, we changed the stamps um, and things like that but that's something that I definitely want to um, develop going into next year partnering with um different 
companies outside of the um, student union and um, making it a bit of a bigger week. And hopefully then that will carry on into the future because I think it's such an important um, topic to speak about. And I know I speak about it quite openly. I know I'm very not bothered about it, but um, I think it should be something that's not a taboo subject. But yeah, there's diff- there's so many different campaigns that we have. And we've actually run different campaigns at BOP as well. I mean, BOP's sort of, we say, not just about BOP and we're not just <laughs> BOP. But it's such a great platform that we can use because there's so many students there. But um, Meg, you led an amazing campaign at BOP. Yeah, the spiking campaign. I, I just remembered that one too. I guess that was a services zone campaign. So that services zone is all of our commercial activities. So that's like BOP, but also our shops, our laundrettes, our things like that. But yeah, I mean, the spiking campaign that we ran definitely covered welfare zone too. Um, so it was back in February pre-COVID, obviously, because BOP was still running. Um, and we ran a like spike aware campaign about whether people were being aware of their drinks, if they were leaving them unattended, um, if they weren't kind of watching their drinks when they had them. And we stuck stickers to the tops of straws. Paper um, straws. Yeah, paper straws. sustainability um and we Vic Ellen and I went round BOP and tried to put these straws in people's drinks and the aim of it being that if we could get a straw in your drink you weren't being attentive enough and therefore someone could have got something a bit more sinister in your drink too um I mean the campaign we kind of threw it together a bit in the end um and you know it, it was something that I think if we did it again in the future, we could do more advertising or things like that. We had QR codes on the stickers that linked to our website and had loads of information on spiking and what to do if you'd been spiked. And actually, what to do if your friends have been spiked? Because mm. often if you've been spiked, there's nothing you can do. Mm. And it's your friends who are with you who need to know kind of what they need to do, how they need to be aware, kind of who they need to call, things like that. You know, so I think we ran this spike aware campaign and I think, you know, it was it was good and um, it had some success. No, I definitely think it did. I think obviously with things like that, where it was the first time doing it, um, Mm. it can obviously be more developed in the future. But it was the first time and I think it absolutely went amazing. And I think definitely some people at BOP were like, oh, goodness, I didn't realise that. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, it was definitely. Yeah, it was definitely odd, like, going round students at, you know, midnight and we're, like, completely sober trying to put things in their drinks. Like, it did feel a little bit odd and I did feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and we definitely got caught out a few times. But then it did provoke a conversation, you know, and they'd be like, yeah. oh, what are you doing? And I'd be like, okay, well, cover your drink up then, you know? Yeah, you know, and I think I think it's important to highlight that, you know, spiking at Winchester SU and at BOP isn't, isn't a problem, you know? It's not, it's not, we didn't run this campaign because we've got loads of spiking cases every week. And, you know, that's not the case at all. Mm. But the fact is, our students don't just come to RSU. Mm. They go to other venues in Winchester. They go to other venues in other cities where spiking might be more of a problem. Mm -hmm. So it was really important that we raised awareness of being aware of your own drink, but also equipping students with the knowledge of, what to do if one of their friends gets spiked or if they think they've been spiked or something like that. So mm. 
yeah completely such life lessons exactly yeah and I think you know we were planning obviously pre-covid we were planning on doing it again quite early on in the first semester but with our nightclub not being open at the moment um perhaps it's something we'll do when it's open again in the future whenever that might be (laughs) if you do have any issues about um you think that you've been spiked especially in our nightclub because that's what we have control of if you do have an issue about that come to our bar and we can test the kit we can test the drink for you um to make sure that it's safe and things like that and if you do feel like it there's always people there to help you too so don't I know it sounds a bit cliche but don't suffer in silence with that Mm. because things if if it is true and if you have been spiked then you do need to inform someone because they will then surely be more sober than you and then we can help and we can um handle the situation with safety and caution exactly yeah I think I think there's this whole embarrassment about being spiked like people feel like oh it's my fault I've been spiked it's not your fault you're Mm. a victim of spiking make sure you as Vic said don't suffer in silence and come and speak to somebody yeah whether that's a our venue like you said or whether you're in town or you're in another city speak to the bar staff or security staff or someone and they'll they should be able to help you out so that brings us to the end of our welfare special for not just bob i hope you enjoyed it Rhea, it's been so lovely to have you with us thank you for having me here Sorry, it's been <laughs> lovely it's been so nice to have you with us here Rhea, but also you know it's been so nice to reminisce on kind of everything that's been going on in the welfare zone in the advice center in the past year um I think yeah definitely it's such a fab zone and there's so much going on and it's it's so great so so thank you so much for listening i hope i hope you've enjoyed it everyone thanks re for joining us um if you had any questions if, if you're a student who sent in questions don't worry we will get back to you we just didn't have a chance to cover it in our welfare special today so we're either drop you a message back or we'll answer it in next week's podcast and we will see you next monday have a lovely week everyone another week closer to being back on campus How exciting. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye thanks everyone bye bye